the Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 3rd. The city of Lake Ozark is set to appoint a new police chief this week. Longtime police chief Gary Launderville announced his retirement just over a month ago. A special meeting is scheduled for this Thursday at 8.30 in the morning. According to city officials, former Lynn Creek Police Chief Jeffrey Christensen will be inducted as the new chief of police for the city of Lake Ozark. Eagle Days at Lake of the Ozarks is this Saturday. Get out your coats, hats, and gloves for one of the most popular winter events at Lake of the Ozarks. Ameren's Eagle Days is returning for its 24th year here at the lake. More than 2,000 bald eagles are typically, typically reported in Missouri during winter. Now the World Bird Sanctuary will return to Osage National Golf Resort with the Live Eagles program. That begins at 9 in the morning. Dickerson Park Zoo will be at the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar, and there will be two different live bird programs beginning at 9.30. Scopes will be available at the Bagnell Dam River Access and at Wilmore Lodge for eagle viewing. Several other activities also are planned at all the locations. Well, there was hardly a dull moment at Lake of the Ozarks in 2022. From major developments to breaking news, Lake Expo put together a top 10 list of stories readers couldn't get enough of in 2022. Many of those will be unfolding in 2023. To see a list of the top 10, you can go to lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. What a shocker last night. The big Monday night football battle between the Bills and Bengals had to be postponed in the first quarter when Buffalo 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after making a tackle, had to be taken off the field in an ambulance. He was in critical condition. Hamlin actually got up after he made the tackle and then collapsed down on the field on his back, had received CPR before being taken out on that ambulance. A very shocking situation for everybody involved there. One week left in the NFL regular season. The Chiefs, of course, with a road game in Vegas against the Raiders. They'll play that on Saturday. We've got some college hoops coming up tomorrow. Mizzou 11-1 against top 10 Arkansas. Arkansas, really good season so far. They're 11-2. MSU Bears are 7-7. They'll be busy at home against Evansville tomorrow. We've got a lot of high school hoops uh, tonight. 
It is nine and two Camdenton at Lebanon, and uh, six and four Osage will play Friday at Stoutland. Uh, five and six Eldon will play Friday at Salem, and uh, Versailles at five and two playing in the Stover tournament this week. And the next uh, high school basketball game on Lake TV a week from tonight, next Tuesday, Camdenton at home to Rolla. Tip off right around seven. The COMC pregame show about ten minutes before tip off on Lake TV. Again, next Tuesday night, Camdenton at home to Rolla High School Basketball. Some uh, college football bowl games yesterday. Tulane comes from behind to beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. It was Penn State over Utah in the Rose Bowl. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. He's got sports and news and trivia for you. He's hilarious. Check him out, Uncle Chris. Top of the hour almost every hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Can your business benefit from free consulting help? If you are a business owner with a website and social media presence and would like more market share and audience reach, a student assistant might be perfect for you. The Missouri Small Business Development Center at State Fair Community College has partnered with the accredited Digital Market Class to offer one-on-one collaboration to benefit businesses and students at no cost to you. Students can help with digital marketing, web design, search engine optimization, advertising and marketing, social media, and more. Your only commitment is to collaborate with your student through recurring meetings and assignment discussions. It's a win for businesses and students. Spring semester is January 17 through May 14. If you want to know more, contact Kelly Asbury by phone at 660-596-7350. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received.
thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, The Key. Well, here we are at 808. Good morning, and thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Looks like we've got a beautiful day on tap. Not bad at all. We'll take it for the third day of January of 2023. And uh, right now, we are looking at uh, about 59 degrees in Osage Beach, Camdenton at 57. And boy, oh boy, is that nice for the uh, third day of the new year. 60 the expected high with sunshine to start, a few afternoon clouds, and then for tonight, partly cloudy. will drop down to the freezing mark right at 32 degrees. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine tomorrow, a high of 45, partly cloudy and 43 on Thursday. Mostly cloudy and 52 on Friday. Morning showers and 46 on Saturday, partly cloudy and 44, the expected high on Sunday. Now, as we look at what's going on here, that rain chance we did mention on Saturday at uh, right around a 40% chance at this particular point. And guess what? We'll take it. <laughs> we got a uh, pretty nice soaking uh, yesterday evening, uh, last night, and early this morning. And I think we picked up about a half to uh, three-quarters of an inch of rain. I mean, it came down in spots. We had some showers and some thunderstorms, but uh, nothing of any real significance in the area that anyone has reported uh, up to this particular point. I believe they did have some uh, possible tornadoes, what do they say, down in Arkansas. But uh, as far as things go, you uh, you know about thunder snow, don't you? when you uh, hear the thunder and get some lightning. And so I was thinking last night, uh, saw a few flashes of lightning, heard a little thunder, and I thought, man, I am so glad this is not thunder snow because we would be up the creek without a paddle if it was. Normally when you get thunder snow, you get hammered pretty good. Current conditions as far as uh, what's going on out there at Bagnell Dam, well, let's take a look. We've got uh, current lake level of 656.8, river level at 551.51, surface water temp at 42 degrees. And I will mention this a lot because it's worth mentioning. Again, the annual drawdown for the Lake of the Ozarks is set to take place here soon, so prepare accordingly and uh, make sure that you, good morning, Delta, uh, make sure that you uh, take the necessary steps as far as your dock and your electricity on that dock and where it comes from and all of those good things so when uh, the dock is up and running you don't have any issues or have any problems Again, call your dock builder talk to some folks that can uh, can give you some good advice and help you out with all of that 8 11 is our time so on the program this morning we're going to be talking ballparks national and we'll do that with jeff renetti at about uh, 8.40 this morning, Jeff is set to join me. Also, we're going to be talking with uh, Lindsay Deanne and Charlene Moore about homeschooling here at the Lake of the Ozarks, a couple of ladies who are very actively involved in the homeschooling process. If you've um, had questions or maybe even considered homeschooling your children, this is definitely a good opportunity. And uh, phone lines open all morning long from 8 until 10 the key radio community hotline at 573-633-5395 feeling good eating good that's what we had decided to do as we started 2023 so we did that last night and i must say my enemy in all of this is portion size because folks you know me <laughs> <laughs> 
I love to eat. I love to eat. And I certainly do well with good food. Some of my favorites, of course, pizza. Any kind of barbecue, smoked meats, whether it's ribs, whether it's pork, whether it's uh, brisket, whether it's chicken. I don't care what it is. Turkey. Speaking of which, going to see how the weather is doing. Good morning, David. And uh, maybe we'll throw something on the smoker. We'll brine a turkey breast and throw that on the smoker. But again, portion size, right? So we're eating healthy, trying to control the portions. Now, this cup that you see here in the studio, for those of you watching on the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live cam, I made a fruit smoothie this morning. And in that fruit smoothie, Professor Paisley, because Professor Paisley was always a big fan uh, when I made the fruit smoothies, he always commented on how uh, the color was just so outstanding. Uh, let's see, we had uh, the mixed frozen fruit, uh, peaches, pineapples, mangoes. Threw some uh, blackberries in there that I had, fresh blackberries, and uh, some kale, and then some uh, coconut water. And so that's how I started the day. Got a little coffee going here, but I think uh, maybe another thing I need to do is start kind of backing off the coffee a little bit and focusing on uh, maybe a more healthier approach in the morning. And there's something else that I take that's healthy, but we won't get into that. Uh, it's uh, it's not Metamucil. It's something that's uh, uh, Metamucil, to my knowledge, is kind of a glorified version of, of what I really take. And Herb, Herb Brownell and I have had this conversation plenty. <laughs> Psyllium is what it's called. Oh, and it's the magic elixir. It does wonderful things for the body. 8.14 is our time. So I think uh, most of the nation was engulfed in what happened last night on Monday Night Football. If you were um, watching the game, obviously you saw what happened between the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, quite the shocker, as is the case. And uh, right now, DeMar Hamlin is in a hospital. He was involved in a, a hit. He was the defensive player for the Buffalo Bills that uh, was involved in the incident last night. He was carted off the field in an ambulance. Of course, he made the tackle, stood up, probably stood up for a few seconds, and then fell back to the ground. Immediately, everyone knew that there was uh, something very serious going on here. Uh, the trainers and medical staff uh, rushed to his side and began uh, aiding the player to obviously see what the problem was. They administered CPR. He was on oxygen when he left uh, the stadium. was immediately taken to this uh, hospital, which uh, they say, I think, in uh, the area is the only level one trauma center that they have available. But um, went into the trauma center, and uh, as we had heard, if you watched the rest of the game, uh, people obviously weren't sure, uh, very emotional, the players, the fans, people watching at home and social media was abuzz with prayers for this young man, 24 years old. I believe it's uh, his what second year as a professional football player. 
he is, again, in critical condition, and uh, I believe he is on, if I'm not mistaken, if I heard correctly this morning, and correct me if I'm wrong, feel free to call me here this morning. He had uh, what was considered cardiac arrest and uh, went into cardiac arrest, uh, was revived with CPR, uh, and is on a ventilator. They had him sedated. He is on a ventilator. He is not breathing on his own. So uh, no real uh, change in the condition. Uh, I don't know if the hospital has issued any sort of a statement. Uh, The National Football League did. And so it's uh, just an opportunity for our thoughts and prayers to go out to this young man and his family and to make things um, maybe a little bit closer to home. Uh, When something like this happens, it seems as though, you know, we hug our spouses, our significant others a little tighter, our kids, because things like this can take place in an instant, and uh, it could have been uh, as it was last night or anywhere for that matter. But we don't know a lot, and what we do know is that uh, this man, I guess at this point, is fighting for his life. And so we hope that uh, things go well and that they are able to help him along and that he is able to respond and begin breathing on his own. But at this point, uh, speculation is not something that anyone wants to sit around and do for any reason. We don't want to speculate on what might happen. Uh, They do know that um, he did go into cardiac arrest last night. It was just one of those bizarre situations. And every so often you see something like that in sports. I think a lot of us remember different sporting events. Maybe we saw growing up, um, being on the Lakers sidelines, calling high school football games. Uh, I've seen a lot of different things. I've seen young men injured. Um, I've seen young men taken off the field on stretchers. Uh, Fortunately, we've never seen anything that... um, was probably as devastating as you saw last night. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. For whatever reason, I just happened to turn the game on and was watching it, and I wasn't really paying attention. And then all of a sudden, of course, you see uh, the big group of players and uh, the the trainers and things like that all gathered around this player. And then both teams kind of came out and formed a human wall around him so that... um, uh, so that the fans, the spectators, and the cameras and, and people at home couldn't really see what was going on uh, because obviously it was a very uh, devastating situation. Obviously his family, I believe his mother, uh, maybe some other family members were at the game last night. So uh, the best thing we can do at this point today is to send our thoughts and prayers to the man and his uh, and his family. 819. So one of the things that um, I noticed a story here. And we talked about this. Marijuana is legal in Missouri, but driving while high is not. How do police detect impaired driving? And this is from KCUR 89.3, of all things, the um, public broadcasting station in Kansas City. Uh, They don't interfere with our signal, and we don't interfere with theirs. But 
Uh, reports of impaired driving under the influence of marijuana have gone up over the past decade, but how do police officers determine if a driver is high, and are these tests accurate? Well, with what uh, has taken place, the voters approved legalizing recreational marijuana, and there are some things that obviously you need to keep in mind if you plan on uh, partaking in the herb. In November, Missouri voted to legalize recreational marijuana, joining 20 other states that had already done so. That decision opened the door to easier access to the drug for medical purposes and an opportunity to expunge past marijuana-related crimes. It also raised the risk of someone consuming cannabis products and then choosing to drive, much like people drink and drive. In 2017, about one in eight high school drivers reported driving after using marijuana at least once during the previous month. While it's hard to measure precisely how many crashes are caused by drug, drugged, D-R-U-G-G-E-E-D, driving, estimates from the National Institute on Drug Abuse suggest almost 44% of drivers in fatal crashes tested positive for drugs. Drunk driving accidents make up about a third of all traffic-related accidents, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. It says what the science says about driving under the influence of marijuana. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, marijuana affects the areas of the brain that control how your body moves, balance, coordination, memory, and judgment. When you consume cannabis products, it can slow reaction time, impair coordination, and distort perception, all of which are essential skills for driving. Studies show an association between marijuana, use, and car crashes, but the CDC reports more research is needed. That is because it is difficult to connect the presence of uh, THC, the compound that causes the psychoactive high, with impaired driving performance. How do police officers determine impaired driving in Missouri? Even before an officer pulls someone over, they will check the tailgate for signs of impairment like, uh, I'm sorry, the telltale, not the tailgate, the telltale signs of impairment like swerving, speeding, or other sorts of reckless driving. Donna Drake, a spokesperson for the Kansas City Police Department, said officers also check for the smell of marijuana to decide if a field sobriety test is necessary. But testing for wheat isn't as easy as a breathalyzer test, so the officer conducts three tests, which are standard practice across the country. The first test is the horizontal gaze, the segmus, where the officer looks for if the driver's eye is voluntarily jerking. Next, the walk and turn test measures a person's divided attention skills. And lastly, the driver is asked to stand on one leg while counting or answering questions. If the driver cannot pass two of the three tests, the officer will often determine them to be impaired. Our traffic division, including our DUI officers, will be out on patrol during this holiday, it says, season, as they are every day, looking for impaired drivers as well as traffic offenders. The most prevalent contributing factors to fatality crashes are speed, impairment, and lack of Seatbelt use, it is also important to slow down, wear your seatbelt, and do not drive while under the influence. Now, we have talked about this uh, on different levels, and uh, we know that uh, there are uh, certain officers that are trained for this type of a procedure if they feel as though someone may be under the influence of marijuana. And what do they do? Well, there are certain tests that they perform. 
there are certain things that they look for, and uh, then it kind of goes from there. So much like anything else, um, if you are going to drive under the influence of alcohol or drugs and you get stopped, you'll have to go through the regimen of testing, and then I guess it is the uh, decision of whoever pulls you over. And uh, sometimes whoever is out on the street may call this particular officer because some departments have them uh, in the sense I, I, I would imagine they try to test as, or try to train as many officers to be able to notice these sorts of things. And I remember it's been a, a long time ago, a long time ago, I was um, actually part of a uh, training situation where they were trying to teach new officers how to determine whether or not someone was impaired. And this was alcohol, not marijuana. <laughs> and so there was a group of us, I think there must have been uh, maybe, maybe eight or so of us in this group. And it was done over at the Mid-County Fire Protection District building right across from the courthouse in Camdenton. And so we were, you know, given alcohol based on our size and weight and things like that. And then we were sent out into another room to perform these various field sobriety tests. And it was up to the officers. There was a tra- there were training officers, obviously. But then these new officers, they were given uh, the opportunity to test myself and six or seven other people to determine whether or not uh, the alcohol that we had consumed had impaired our ability. Uh, we did all of the usual field sobriety tests, the alphabet, standing on one leg. And um, amazingly at the time, um, and I don't know, don't know if this is a good thing or not, probably not, But uh, there were a few officers that I was able to, I I wouldn't necessarily say fool, but they had a tough time determining whether or not the alcohol that I had in my system was impairing my performance, you know, to do these simple field sobriety tests. And I got pulled aside a few times and was kind of used as the test subject in more, as I said, in more than one instance. Now look for this and look at this and what about that and is he doing this, is he doing that? Well, obviously I don't drink anymore and um, it's just, it's not worth it. And, and, And another one of the things that I saw is on New Year's Eve there were some people that posted, uh, and I know there were a couple of attorneys that posted things on Facebook saying, you know, this is what happens if you uh, get caught, you know, driving while under the influence of alcohol, I guess, or, 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 well, yeah, drugs, whatever. And they pretty much spelled it out for people in terms of the cost of the fine, court costs, additional fines, if you have to take any kind of a class, I guess if you have to have that uh, particular apparatus that you blow into before you're allowed to... uh, start your vehicle. I mean, I know people want to go out and have a good time and no telling what we did when we were younger. And uh, I guess in some instances, what we do even as we get older. 
But the one thing that really boggles my mind is people that have had multiple arrests and have been uh, jailed multiple times for driving while intoxicated. I mean, I've, you know, one, okay, well, maybe you learn your lesson after that. Two, yeah, I think that's pushing it a little bit. Three or more. And I mean, I have heard of instances where someone has been arrested five times for driving under the influence or driving while intoxicated. And I, for the life of me, I just can't understand how things like that happen. I mean, I guess you have a really good attorney, but at the same time, uh, you know, you lose your license at, uh, at some point, but then you get your license back and then you turn around and do it again. And I guess I have just never been able to wrap my head around that. We've got local news coming up for you at the bottom of the hour. Stacy Johnson will take care of business for us. Our wonderful media partners over there at lakeexpo.com will also have the opportunity to find out a little bit more about homeschooling. But uh, we'll also have some time to uh, hear from Chris Schneider and the wonderful world of sports. Of course, uh, Chris will be uh, talking about what happened last night on Monday Night Football. And, and, and I really haven't had a chance to talk to anyone. And I didn't comment on anything that I saw on social media last night. I just saw that there were a lot of people, you know, saying, you know, make sure and pray for the young man, pray for his family. And I think, again, that's still something that holds true today because uh, this young man is not out of the woods by any stretch of the imagination. 8.30 is our time, and guess what, folks? You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 3rd. The city of Lake Ozark is set to appoint a new police chief this week. Longtime police chief Gary Launderville announced his retirement just over a month ago. A special meeting is scheduled for this Thursday at 8.30 in the morning. According to city officials, former Lynn Creek Police Chief Jeffrey Christensen will be inducted as the new chief of police for the city of Lake Ozark. Eagle Days at Lake of the Ozarks is this Saturday. Get out your coats, hats, and gloves for one of the most popular winter events at Lake of the Ozarks. Ameren's Eagle Days is returning for its 24th year here at the lake. More than 2,000 bald eagles are typically, typically reported in Missouri during winter. Now the World Bird Sanctuary will return to Osage National Golf Resort with the Live Eagles program. That begins at 9 in the morning. Dickerson Park Zoo will be at the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar, and there will be two different live bird programs beginning at 9.30. Scopes will be available at the Bagnell Dam River Access and at Wilmore Lodge for eagle viewing. Several other activities also are planned at all the locations. Well, there was hardly a dull moment at Lake of the Ozarks in 2022. From major developments to breaking news, Lake Expo put together a top 10 list of stories readers couldn't get enough of in 2022. Many of those will be unfolding in 2023. To see a list of the top 10, you can go to lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, 
visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. What a shocker last night. The big Monday night football battle between the Bills and Bengals had to be postponed in the first quarter when Buffalo 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after making a tackle, had to be taken off the field in an ambulance. He was in critical condition. Hamlin actually got up after he made the tackle and then collapsed down on the field on his back, had to receive CPR before being taken out on that ambulance. A very shocking situation for everybody involved there. One week left in the NFL regular season. The Chiefs, of course, with a road game in Vegas against the Raiders. They'll play that on Saturday. We've got some college hoops coming up tomorrow. Mizzou 11-1 against top 10 Arkansas. Arkansas, really good season so far. They're 11-2. MSU Bears are 7-7. Seven seven. They'll be busy at home against Evansville tomorrow. We've got a lot of high school hoops uh, tonight. It is 9-2 Camdenton at Lebanon. And 6-4 uh, and four Osage will play Friday at Stoutland. 5-6 uh, and six Eldon will play Friday at Salem. And uh, Versailles at 5-2 and two playing in the Stover Tournament this week. And the next uh, high school basketball game on Lake TV, a week from tonight, next Tuesday, Camdenton at home to Rolla, tip-off right around 7, the COMC pregame show about 10 minutes before tip-off on Lake TV. Again, next Tuesday night, Camdenton at home to Rolla, High school basketball. Some uh, college football bowl games yesterday. Tulane comes from behind to beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. It was Penn State over Utah in the Rose Bowl. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. And don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. He's got sports and news and trivia for you. He's hilarious. Check him out, Uncle Chris. Top of the hour almost every hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office, or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to billm at orioncenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org and be a part of Ozark's Voices. Do you or a family member or maybe an employee need help? Encompass Purpose is here for you. Encompass Purpose is a nonprofit solution to wellness. You have a true potential to live up to your healthy mind and healthy body, a happier, more successful existence. We work with individuals and employers to do just that. 
EncompassPurpose.com, 573-286-5625. And also make sure to tune into our radio program right here on 89.3 The Key. This is Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Creation Expo. Pop singer Katy Perry made headlines when she condemned her Christian upbringing, claiming her parents taught her to hate gay people. I don't know whether Katy Perry's claim about her parents is true, but teaching children to follow the Lord is an essential aspect of the gospel. Jesus taught us to disciple the lost, not just tell them the good news and walk away. And discipling is not merely explaining a set of rules. Discipling involves living a God-honoring life of love and grace as an example for your family and friends. The natural outflow of such a life is love and compassion, never hate and condemnation. It's a matter of what believers ought to believe. We're all failures compared to God's moral law, but we still have an obligation to teach God's standards to an unbelieving world. His standard of love and mercy is worthy of our aspiration. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. This is your chance to get involved in community radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. Back here at 837 on a beautiful day at the lake. We'll hit a high of around 60 right now. We're almost there. I mean, the afternoon high in the morning, and uh, if it holds on, and I hope it does, we should be enjoying some good weather. We'll drop down to 32 for the overnight low. And then really not bad for the start of the new year. We'll see some 40s and 50s to round out the rest of the week. And through the weekend, maybe a little rain on Saturday, 40% chance at this point. So really not a whole lot for you to concern yourselves with. Just to get out and enjoy it and uh, make the most of the new year. You get that clean slate or I guess uh, every day can be a clean slate if you wanted to. However, uh, you know, it's the third, and you've made that New Year's resolution. Uh, I don't know how many of you are already regretting that New Year's resolution. Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. Uh, Maybe you're going to stick with it. Maybe this is the year that you finally do what you want to do, whether it's uh, if you want to quit smoking, if you want to quit drinking, if you want to eat healthier, if you want to be healthier. Uh, And a, a good way to do that, We had Jason Jones and Bradley Bergen here yesterday talking about the event out at Encompass Purpose on Tuesday, January the 10th. It starts at 6 o'clock. It's yoga. It's meditation. And uh, I'm going to go. I've always been intrigued by yoga, and uh, I can always, uh, you know, have a little extra help with meditation. So Delta and I are going to go out there on Tuesday evening and learn more about uh, yoga and meditation. If that's uh, something you feel like you want to do, come on out and join us. It's going to be fun, and everyone is welcome. Uh, It's not based on skill set or age or anything like that. You just come out, learn more about it, and hopefully that will help you progress through your day and your daily lives. 8.39 is our time. Jeff Vernetti is joining us from Ballparks National. Are you a big yoga guy? Yeah, I like to find my chi. Do you? Sure. Seriously. No, I've done that. You know, I've done it, you know. I like uh, anything that Jason Jones recommends. Yeah. Sure, you know. Give it a shot. Look at the guy. I mean, he's uh you know, he's he's gone he's put together way. now. Yeah, you know. And he's doing well. How about now now you have a wife and kids? Sure. And so do you start your day where you go someplace, try to find a quiet spot in your home and 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 you know, just 5 minutes of meditation to get all just, your Just yeah, that out. or hit myself overhead with a ball peen hammer. There you, you go. Know? Well, 
Now, luckily, my kids, uh, you know, I got one out of the house already, so that that, that makes it easy. Yeah. And then they're off to school, you know, the other ones. So, no, it's Jason's great, and uh, and their program is really cool. The, yeah. You know, because they do yoga a little bit differently. So Yes, they do. Yeah. Now, now you said you gotten uh, you you got one one of the kids out of the house. Are so you finally seen the inside of your own bathroom? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's it like in there? Yeah, I, I can't believe I get my own little time to myself. So shaving cream uh, that you didn't know you had, and, and things uh, things like that. Where did this go? Where did that go? Well, it ended up in the cabinet under the sink in the bathroom. We want to talk about uh, something that's uh, huge, something that's very important to the area because ballparks national. Has uh, you know, you folks have been quietly building and building and building and bringing more and more folks to the Lake of the Ozarks, and you've got some partners around the lake that uh, help you with uh, lodging. Yeah, and uh, you've really been very instrumental. And and I've used this example, Jeff, several times that you know you folks are not just about coming down playing some ball and turning around and going back home. You make it a huge uh, experience for uh, everybody that uh, comes out there to see you. Yeah, it's a it's more of a vacation destination and today is a big day for us as uh, you know, we've quietly been, you know, making some moves behind the scenes and if people have checked out Lake Expo today and, and our website, we've uh, made the announcement that uh, we we've uh, announced our phase 2 expansion today. We're really excited. Um, we you know, if people are familiar with our project or not We've had five fields for these last two years, um, and so we've been able to have host about 40 teams for our tournaments. And if those that are unfamiliar, what that means is, you know, you, you're able to host uh, uh, 40 teams. What that equates to is, uh, um, you know, you know that is teams from all over the country. So that's not just local teams. So now what we're able to do is we are adding three more fields to our complex. Um, it's about a $5 million uh, expansion uh, to the Ballparks National Complex. Um, and right now our, our, our fields are built for uh, girls of all ages. Uh, so we, we've been hosting fast pitch tournaments for uh, youth girls from 8 years old all the way up to high school age. Mm-hmm. But they're age-specific, so the boys have only been able to go up to about age 13. But now we're building older fields, larger fields, so we're now going to be able to host uh, all-age boys. We're building larger high school-age, college-age fields. So now uh, all-age athletes from uh, an 8-year-old all the way up to collegiate age, boy or girl will be able to play, uh, and the fields will be uh, built later this year. Uh, construction is going to be uh, be breaking ground here very soon. Um, the engineers uh, are going to be the excavators who are working on it. They're actually staking the ground uh, later today. Uh, it's really really exciting. The design is fully done. Um, if people want to see a concept drawing, it's uh, actually out on the website and on Lake Expo today. It's it's really cool. And what we're going to be doing, too, is um, the, the two larger fields, two of the fields are going to be uh, specifically for high school boys. Um, and, and, and they'll all have temporary fences, so, you know, we can still have smaller and, and softball age players on them. But... The fields are going to be uh, made in a way that a full-size football soccer field 
can be put lengthwise across it. So we're going to expand beyond baseball and softball for the first time. So we're going to have softball, football, lacrosse, field hockey, anything on a large rectangle wow. uh, we'll have. And we're going to start that as early as this fall. Um, we're, already, we're already taking um, football and soccer and lacrosse tournament bookings uh, for later in 2023. So you're going to start to see the Ballparks National uh, brand go beyond baseball and softball. Uh, which is really, really exciting. Um, no, but because we've had teams from 17 states so far um, in our uh, two-plus years, and uh, we're really going to be able to ex- expand that business and expand that footprint, and we're, our, our team is super excited about it. I'm sitting here looking at, uh, at the plans, as you said, and uh, this is very impressive. And this was always kind of the goal yes for you folks i mean uh it was to obviously incorporate uh, uh baseball and softball but uh, then you know i see uh soccer field baseball field uh football field and you mentioned lacrosse which interestingly enough i think is a is a sport that's really kind of starting to yeah it's take really hold. growing yeah. it's really growing in two because the, the the neat thing about that sport is you know you can play it lengthwise on the field it's, it's a smaller field but the seasons are a little bit different than baseball and softball we'll, get some of those shoulder seasons and we'll be able to actually use it on some of our smaller fields mm-hmm. you know again the lines will just go down they're just painted on to our, our regular baseball fields they're, they're they'll still be all turf so our regular baseball and softball fields won't be um hurt whatsoever uh, we'll just bring the soccer the football the, the lacrosse the field hockey goals they'll just be rolled onto the field and we'll just reline the fields for these new sports the wow. lights will all work uh for everything they'll all be led lights uh so everything will work uh for these sports um we'll have temporary seating brought onto the field so parents for those particular sports will be able to see it mm-hmm. and so what we're going to why we're why we're using the, those sports in particular is that's not going to be our bread and butter it's just to again allow um for some extra business and if we get the support for those businesses which we think that we will we have a lot more ground out there that we feel like down the road our phase three our phase four would be more more rectangles sure. more soccer fields more football fields that we could build uh, again the 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 market uh, the 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 lake area has had interest in in those sort of uh, fields we have the ground for it maybe maybe that's what we'll build for right now though we want to stick to our our interest and and what our customers have demanded is hey we want older baseball well that so that was always going to be our phase two but we thought with a little bit extra turf let's add some soccer and football so, and and it's interesting about the fields that you have out there. Now, we got to come out when I was working on Lake TV and yeah. have a little fun with with you uh, and, and some of the guys from Lake TV. We did our home run derby. I was pathetic, but I, <laughs> I did get to go up the hill and find some snakes, which was kind of fun. Uh, but the fields themselves, these are rather unique fields. This is not something you find everywhere else. Yeah, and that's what we're really, really proud of. We, we've really tried to take some some time and, and, uh, and focus on the design because once people are there, we want to keep them there. Uh, we want the, the fans to really enjoy themselves, uh, so we take pride in the sight lines, the seating, uh, we don't have uh, stadium seats that are uncomfortable. You bring your own chairs, uh, you know, because people want to have their their own uh, camping style chairs or their their own tenting, their own shade, mm-hmm. the you know the their own you know blankets and 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 whatnot. The 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 folks that like the old soccer pods for their shade, they're allowed to bring those. Um, 
the the dads that like to stand along the sides. We've built a a dad drink rail that they can stand and and have their <laughs> you, you know have their angle. But the fields themselves are are all turf. Um, the angles of the dugouts are angled in so that the, the the sight lines are right at the field. The dugouts are all built uh, for those that haven't been built there. That the that the the dugouts are pro style that the kids can sit up on the on the bench like the big leaguers where you sit up and watch the games. Right. Um, there's a rail you can lean on so you can really like the big leaguer that you're you're sitting there watching the action. Um, there's there's no chain link in the dugouts. It's nets that you can see through and easy. So we've tried to make things that you know as as realistic, but it's also um, it's also very safe. The fields are very spread out. You don't hear heads up at Ballparks National. The you, you don't get foul balls from field to field. Um, and then we've tried to add a lot of amenities, uh, bouncy houses, and 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 a lot of great food options and things of that nature. Now I know that uh, you know you've you've worked very closely trying to get the community familiar with what it is you're doing. You've yeah. had various opportunities for people to come out. You've had different promotions. And and I think that's so cool. And in doing so, you've really opened the eyes uh, to the vision that you and all the folks out there have so that the community has a better understanding of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, much <clears throat> excuse me, much like a lot of the, the, the key uh, partners in town, I mean, we need to be a good community steward. Uh, you know, we liken ourselves to Big Surf and the Ozark Amphitheater. We need good partners in town and and we want to be good partners so without our hotel partners and our restaurant partners we wouldn't be anything because we we need places for our our guests to stay we need places for our guests to eat because that was the point of our we didn't want to build a resort out there we wanted our our we wanted to build a great complex for people to come but then we wanted folks to go and enjoy a resort like experience so um i think that we've given them that we've given them a, a great place to to come and have a uh, a wonderful world-class tournament-like experience, but then also um, I think we've created some some great uh, partnerships with uh, local businesses and, and have set our guests up for wonderful experiences when they're not playing. We also kind of, we, we really try to, to cater to our guests' needs in that we build their schedule in a way that they play their games and then they get out. Mm-hmm. They, they, they have built in downtime so that they can go out and you know, get a boat rental uh, get time at their condo or their house rental or their time at Margaritaville or Old Kinderhook or wherever they're staying, and that's the thing they get they they get a menu of places that they get a chance to stay because you know for every for every guest that wants to stay at a uh, you know say a a, a a condo or a house that they can rent on the water, there's a lot of places a lot of folks that. Maybe they bring their own RV or they want to stay in a, a cabin sort of type setup. We have to cater to our guests, not only budget, but what they're looking for and what they want to stay. So we have to be very flexible with their needs, too. So, And, and I know that you work with a lot of businesses exclusively to help, you know, these folks find lodging. And, yes. And, and why come all the way to the Lake of the Ozarks if you're not going to get a little downtime to yeah. spend while you're here and enjoy it? And I think that lends itself to... What type of economic impact do you think that Ballparks National has had on this area? It's got to be huge. Yeah, and it's 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 really fun to track, and that's really what we take uh, great pride in. You know, it's it's fun to sort of track that because we don't take a a gate fee. I mean, we don't you know take tickets, so it's mm-hmm. tough to exactly take. But you know, on average, and we we sold out a number of our events the last two years, but we we estimate that 
as we sell out our events, a, a team on average is about 40 folks that we've had over 65,000 uh, visitors in our, in our two seasons. Um, so we have, we know that we've had over 5,000, um, lodging rooms these last two years, which is drastic. So we know that we've had over $10 million of economic impact to the area. And that's only going to grow because we've only, we've, we only have about 40 teams with our five mm-hmm. well, our five fields. Now we're going to go to seven fields. So, or, or, you know, excuse me, eight fields. So that, that team capacity is going to go to 70 teams. So we are going to more than double our, our capacity of people. So you're just scratching the surface now of what ballparks national is going to do to the economic, um, uh, impact of of this area and uh, I think it's going to rival a lot of the really the the biggest developments in the lake's history and you say there's a phase three and eventually a phase four that's the hope yeah you know but what we want to I think what we have done a good job if I can pat myself on the back for this is we've taken little challenges on at a time we we sort of let's do this one first and then let's take a little bit. Let's do this one second. Let's take a little bit. But no, we have multiple phases in mind. Um, you know, there's you know, and, and again, the moment we announced this, the one of the first uh, one of the first comments was, "Well, let's build a hotel out there. Let's build this." And again, there's there's grand ideas. There's a lot of ideas, and and there's been rumors of what we're going to build and, mm-hmm. and what we could build. Well, let's see what the economy does. Let's see what. Let's see how this does. Let's see. Um, Let's see what our customers want, and uh, let's see the direction. The, the good thing is we have a lot of land available, um, and, th- and the other thing is we have a business model that people love doing things for their children. Sure. Uh, we, uh, sports aren't going away. Uh, interest in activities with your family isn't changing. Um, but the business of, of sports and youth sports is ever-changing, so we'll see what happens over the next couple of years and we'll see what we do a couple of comments here uh people watching us on the srg financial advisors key radio in studio live cam the ball fields have really helped camdenton and the surrounding areas in its economy so obviously everybody knows what we're happy about that in there and it wasn't just a dream it was jeff's passion that he and others made happen congrats on adding more fields yeah thank you and and that really does mean a lot uh, we really appreciate the support and i'll tell you that another thing that means a lot is uh you know we'll have about on an annual basis about 70 employees and to see the uh impact it's made on on those people's lives, uh, especially, you know, we'll get about a third of our, our folks from Max Creek, uh, especially a lot of the high school folks from Max Creek. And I'll tell you, to see the work ethic on those high school kids, it's just amazing. And those kids kill it. I mean, yeah. they do a great job of, of for not only our guests, but just uh, I'm so proud of the workers that we have. Some of the challenges that you face, and I would imagine much like any other business, is finding employees, retaining employees, yeah. you know, folks that worked there last year. Uh, you mentioned work ethic, so you'd like to get a lot of those folks yeah, back. We do a good job, I think, because, well, the other th- advantage we have, too, is, you know, we're on the West End, so, um, you know, a lot of those kids that, that work there, they don't necessarily want to drive all the way to the water. Two, we can hire uh, kids that um, can be 14 or 15 sure. that water bars, for instance, can't hire because they're too young. Um, we don't necessarily, we, we actually, our challenge is those that are 18 plus that 
serve alcohol. That's where we actually struggle a little bit. But because we can hire the 14, 15, 16-year-old, we actually thrive in that area. But mm-hmm. we, we did a really good job because we can get a ton of kids from Max Creek and Camdenton, those high schools in particular. We got a lot of uh, good workers from there. But, no, we retained a lot from these last two seasons in particular. So, so uh, 2023 obviously shaping up. You're probably already looking at, and, and you've got probably a lot of teams booked to come in. 68 days to opening day, but who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. You can't uh, get here soon enough. Yeah, right? no. Well, it's the, it just we just had our staff meeting yesterday, but no. Yeah, we we open in uh, sixty eight days, but uh, we're um, we have a hundred more teams year to date booked already as of today than we did uh, as of this this time a year ago. So, and this is before this announcement because we just announced this today. So, we're very excited. Breaking ground is as soon as this week, do you think? Well, I, I, I don't know about this week, but they're staking today. So, right. uh, you know, our our hope is that they we break ground first quarter to be honest because again, it's weather and it's how quickly can the excavators get there. Our our hope is that the the fields are done this summer. And, and you mentioned, you know, they said something about maybe let's build a hotel. Uh, what is the vibe in the area as far as uh, potential business starting to pop up? Yeah, there? that's the exciting thing. You know, we never have an answer to that, but I will. I will say this. You know, the you know, for instance, the old Davis Baskets area has been revitalized into like a mall area where they've got businesses and restaurants. Um, you know, they open the Hillbilly Hut restaurant now that seems to be doing good. Um, the, you know, the the Max Creek area has opened a new restaurant. There seems to be more restaurants and businesses going in into that Max Creek, you know, area. That Dollar General's got to be making a mint. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> you I probably you're. I, I know that. I know they do very, very well. I know Old Kinderhook continues to do well and right. and has talked about um, a- adding more and more and more. So I, I know that the area adjacent does very well. Uh, we don't have any plans of a hotel at, uh, at this point. Um, <laughs> if anybody uh, wants to lease some land, they can they can call us, of course. But no, I I we don't have any plans for a hotel, to be honest with you. But I'm I'm happy that we've helped land value in the area. If that if that does anything for our neighbors, that that's great. But no, we we're not building a hotel as of right now. It it, it it's probably on the back burner somewhere. I yeah, think maybe well, it'll it'll come up. No comment. <laughs> You know, and, and you mentioned, uh, you know, the employees that you have, yeah. but I would imagine there's uh, kids out there and, and, and adults as well that may be looking for a job. Where can they go to, yeah. uh, to sign up? Yeah, uh, ballparksnational.com, and actually we are going to have a, um, we are going to hire a, a big influx of part-time help uh, for our season. We're going to have a little job fair on the, the very first Saturday of February, uh, so that information will be on our website and Facebook. We're, we'll have that information out. We'll have a, a a Saturday job blitz. Basically, you come and uh, fill out your application and get hired, and then the season starts uh, March 11th. Um, and so that that all that information will be on our website. It's a fun place to work. Uh, lots of weekends, um, and then obviously week longs uh, throughout the the summer. Yeah. And come get great experience. And it's not just working concession stand, outside work, uh, maintenance work for those that like to get you know the to to do that sort of thing because you know we we have golf carts and maintenance and things 
like that. So sure. it's not just people that want to work in the kitchen. And then, uh, I, I guess, again, uh, kind of reaching out to the community, do you have any uh, special promotions lined up for, for local folks? Yeah, the, the cool thing, too, is, you know, for anybody that wants to partner with us on, um, you know, if you want to reach visitors, if you want to reach uh, uh, people that are visiting the area, if you want to get your business in touch with um, our customers, uh, you can reach out to us at Ballparks National or just my email, Jeff at ballparksnational.com. Uh, we would love to have um, put you in touch, and uh, we're still looking for sponsors. Uh, we, we're going to obviously be marketing these new fields. Um, we have a few limited sponsorships for the remaining season. Uh, for this season, too, much like anything, we theme all of our events. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, sponsorships available for that, too, but we're really, uh, we're really excited to announce these new fields, and uh, we can't thank the community uh, enough for continuing to support us. Jeff Renitti with uh, Ballparks National, thank you so much for taking the time. Congratulations on the expansion, and thank you so much for what Ballparks National is doing for the Lake of the Ozarks area and that that economic development and and the economic boom and and everything that's happening based on that great facility. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Folks, we'll step aside. We've got Stacey Johnson, LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, and we're going to talk homeschooling in hour number two. It's the Daily Show on Key Radio. The Lake of the Ozarks' only community radio station. That's right, you've got a hand in it, Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 3rd. The city of Lake Ozark is set to appoint a new police chief this week. Longtime police chief Gary Launderville announced his retirement just over a month ago. A special meeting is scheduled for this Thursday at 8.30 in the morning. According to city officials, former Lynn Creek Police Chief Jeffrey Christensen will be inducted as the new chief of police for the city of Lake Ozark. Eagle Days at Lake of the Ozarks is this Saturday. Get out your coats, hats, and gloves for one of the most popular winter events at Lake of the Ozarks. Ameren's Eagle Days is returning for its 24th year here at the lake. More than 2,000 bald eagles are typically, typically reported in Missouri during winter. Now the World Bird Sanctuary will return to Osage National Golf Resort with the Live Eagles program. That begins at 9 in the morning. Dickerson Park Zoo will be at the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar, and there will be two different live bird programs beginning at 9.30. Scopes will be available at the Bagnell Dam River Access and at Wilmore Lodge for eagle viewing. Several other activities also are planned at all the locations. Well, there was hardly a dull moment at Lake of the Ozarks in 2022. From major developments to breaking news, Lake Expo put together a top 10 list of stories readers couldn't get enough of in 2022. Many of those will be unfolding in 2023. To see a list of the top 10, you can go to lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739. 573-378-8739.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. What a shocker last night. The big Monday night football battle between the Bills and Bengals had to be postponed in the first quarter when Buffalo 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after making a tackle, had to be taken off the field in an ambulance. He was in critical condition. Hamlin actually got up after he made the tackle and then collapsed down on the field on his back, had received CPR before being taken out on that ambulance. A very shocking situation for everybody involved there. One week left in the NFL regular season. The Chiefs, of course, with a road game in Vegas against the Raiders. They'll play that on Saturday. We've got some college hoops coming up tomorrow. Mizzou 11-1 against top 10 Arkansas. Arkansas, really good season so far. They're 11-2. MSU Bears are 7-7. They'll be busy at home against Evansville tomorrow. We've got a lot of high school hoops uh, tonight. It is 9-2 Camdenton at Lebanon. And uh, 6-4 Osage will play Friday at Stoutland. Uh, 5-6 Eldon will play Friday at Salem. And uh, Versailles at 5-2 and two playing in the Stover tournament this week. And the next uh, high school basketball game on Lake TV, a week from tonight, next Tuesday, Camdenton at home to Rolla, tip-off right around 7, the COMC pregame show about 10 minutes before tip-off on Lake TV. Again, next Tuesday night, Camdenton at home to Rolla, high school basketball. Some uh, college football bowl games yesterday. Tulane comes from behind to beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. It was Penn State over Utah in the Rose Bowl. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. He's got sports and news and trivia for you. He's hilarious. Check him out, Uncle Chris, top of the hour, almost every hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. Can your business benefit from free consulting help? If you are a business owner with a website and social media presence and would like more market share and audience reach, a student assistant might be perfect for you. The Missouri Small Business Development Center at State Fair Community College has partnered with the accredited Digital Market Class to offer one-on-one collaboration to benefit businesses and students at no cost to you. Students can help with digital marketing, web design, search engine optimization, advertising and marketing, social media, and more. Your only commitment is to collaborate with your student through recurring meetings and assignment discussions. It's a win for businesses and students. Spring semester is January 17 through May 14. If you want to know more, contact Kelly Asbury by phone at 660-596-7350. 
Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process. 89.3, the key. key. Well, it is 909. It is a beautiful day at the lake. This third day of January, 2023, are you still writing 2022 on things? Well, I wouldn't imagine that you had to do that too much yesterday because uh, I guess it was a government holiday. Didn't get any mail. The banks were closed, so you didn't have to worry about that yesterday. Maybe you just stay at home and practice for a while, and then once you get it down and you feel more comfortable, then uh, head out and do what you need to do. And remember, 2023. You'll be in good shape. 60 degrees, the expected high for today, and we're almost there. We were, when we uh, checked the uh, weather forecast last hour, we were at uh, about 58 degrees. It looks as though that's where we are now, 58 degrees in Osage Beach. As far as Camdenton, we're at 56 in Camdenton, 59 now, they say, the afternoon high. And um, I was watching the weather out of Springfield this morning, and they're only supposed to get up to about 55, so maybe we'll see that high of 59, close to 60. It'll bounce around a little bit. We'll have a mix of clouds and sunshine, partly cloudy and 32 for the overnight low tonight. Then uh, tomorrow, looks like we'll hit 45 with some morning clouds and sunshine by afternoon, 43 and partly cloudy on Thursday. Mostly cloudy and 52 on Friday. Morning showers on Saturday, a high of 46. Partly cloudy and 44 degrees on Sunday. So, again, some decent weather for us to start the new year. I'm sure Mother Nature is uh, not done with us as of yet as far as uh, any more of the fun stuff that we really enjoy around this time of year. 656.79, the current lake level. Uh, river level steady from last hour at 551.51. Surface water temp at 42 degrees. 
So you say you want to homeschool your kids, huh? Maybe uh, it's just something that is appealing, something you've wanted to uh, look into or explore or find out more about, or you just want to do it. And as I was sitting here talking to the two ladies that I'm going to be speaking with this hour, I'm thinking to myself, probably the biggest part of homeschooling is overcoming the overwhelming process that you would have to undertake. And so I've got Lindsay Waldman and Charlene Moore in the studio with us. And these two ladies have been homeschooling for a while. Charlene, you said 17 years. Lindsay, okay. you said 15, 15 years. <laughs> Good morning to both of you, by the way, and thanks for Good coming morning. in. I have been trying desperately to get a hold of someone to talk about homeschooling. And gosh, you're both right here in the backyard. So I should have just, Daniel Owsley, thank you so much for uh, reaching out and uh, and talking to these ladies and contacting uh, me to get them scheduled in here today. I think homeschooling is fascinating, first and foremost. I myself don't think I could have made it happen. Um, uh, my son's mother was a teacher, so I guess that kind of helped out. But uh, he went to public school. He turned out okay. I mean, for the most part, he's, you know, he's a kid. Well, he's a kid. He's 27. <laughs> to, to me, he's a kid. Anyway, but... Uh, the first question right out of the box. Charlene, we'll start with you. What made you decide you wanted to homeschool your kids? Okay, so my story is a little bit unique. There's not really a, a good answer, a good answer here. Right. But my husband really wanted us to homeschool the kids and we had, you know, back and forth about it for many, many years and I'm like, Well, what's wrong with the public school? We lived in southwest PA at the time. It was the school that I had um graduated from, little coal mine town, and I'm like, This is fine, this school's great. So um we went back and forth for a while and then we decided to compromise and we right. send our oldest to the private school except the private school bridge went out right before we were going to send her so it's going to take us an hour to get to the school rather than the 15 minutes it would normally take so then i was just like fine whatever i will homeschool (laughs) right right. so that started us in the journey but now looking back and seeing um the kids and some of them obviously have graduated already and seeing the character and integrity that has developed because of our opportunity to homeschool has really been probably the greatest um reason for homeschooling at this point so Lindsay, how about you well my son um we lived in an area that was not not known for their schools they did not have great schools Mm -hmm. and so we decided to send our son to a private school so we did that in preschool and then um we he went actually for um kindergarten and first grade half of first grade and my daughter went to preschool there too Mm -hmm. but with my husband going to school we just couldn't afford it anymore, and so we prayed about it and felt that we needed to to homeschool our children, and that's where our journey started. So, uh, overall, how is homeschooling received, let's say, among your friends, Charlene, among your friends, Lindsay? Uh, do they say, well, that's great, that's wonderful, no, you should send them to public school, send them to private school? Kids and, and, and we mentioned the word socialization because they don't get that interaction with other kids. And sometimes that's good and sometimes maybe not so much. So uh, what do your friends and, and family members think of the decision to homeschool your kids? Well, my, my mom and dad were kind of hesitant at first. Right. And um, he said, uh, he asked me, well, who's going to make sure that they get the education that they need? Like, who's going to oversee you? And I said, well, it's myself. And um, so it took him a while once he saw my children and how they were progressing and um, accomplishing things with the homeschool. He became more 
um, okay with the idea. Mm. Um, I think it was just his generation of everybody has to go to public school. There's no other way. How about you and Charlene? And it's kind of similar because we started homeschooling, both of us, back when homeschooling wasn't like the cool thing to do. Now right. it's a little more common. Um, and it was the same thing. My parents weren't real thrilled about you it. You were the rule breakers. I was. I only knew one <laughs> other rogues. homeschool family at the yeah. time. So. You went rogue with your kids yeah. and started homeschooling them. Yep, yep. So, but I mean, when COVID hit, then my parents were, of course, you know, yeah. oh, good thing you homeschool. You know what to do already. Wow. So. Yeah. And I think the socialization concept is a little outdated because there is so much that our kids can do now as homeschoolers. We have co-ops, we have um, field trips, we have, um, you know, school groups that we, within the homeschool community, Mm -hmm. and it's become a little bit better for them to do that. And plus, you know, we have a lot of children, so they kind of socialize with each other. Well, there you go. And I would imagine, you know, uh, parents at homeschool probably know each other. Right. And then the kids interact, much like mm-hmm. you've mentioned here. But, you know, school itself is becoming more of a place for social experiments than right. it is for reading, writing, and arithmetic. Exactly. And and I think that uh, now, with so many different things that we've talked about, uh, certainly uh, trying to take young children and convince them that they may not be the gender that they say they are, or they think they are, or what have you, and and, and, and we can go into all of that. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I'd, I'd much really rather focus on homeschooling because right. for one reason or another, parents at some point make the decision that they want to homeschool their children. And so I don't know there's a laundry list of things that you have to prepare for, how you, you know, uh, how you get started, how you break into it. I would imagine maybe talking to other parents who homeschool. That's a great way to find out more. And, you know, you guys are kind of like veterans in this particular field. So if someone is out there and they're kind of sitting on the fence, I'd like to homeschool, but I'm not sure if I can do it. What would you tell them? What's some What's some good advice right out of the box? Well, they need to know that homeschool is looks very different for everybody, right. and whether that be you do it structured like a public school setting, or you do it more like a Charlotte Mason setting. Um, whenever you get your children to that point of homeschooling, there are many things that you can choose from. There's many curriculums you can pick from. Um, there are online curriculums. Um, that keep the scores and everything for you then there's the workbooks that everybody can uh, choose from and a lot of different a lot of different um workbooks that they can choose from but everybody for everybody it looks different and we've seen that expand a lot over the last 20 years as well whereas you might have only been able to select from five to ten specific curriculums now there's probably thousands yeah. of curriculums that so are there's there. a market for this yes. They, yes and they market to homeschooling mm-hmm. parents and there are also free curriculums too right. that you can find as well so anybody from any income level can do this right. well and that's important to understand and realize and and that mm-hmm. may very well be the reason why because parents just can't afford uh, private mm-hmm. school public school mm-hmm. charter schools i mean there's so many different things and do you feel like it, at this point, having such a big hand in your children's education that they turned out uh, the way you wanted them to as far as, or, or, you know, you can't, you want them to have the basics. You want them to be able to read and to write and to, to do math and science and other things like that. Um, do you feel like you had more of a hand in this in terms of 
exactly what you wanted them to learn and how you wanted them to learn it? Or is it, again, I don't know. And, 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 and I'm sure, again, a lot of people are like, well, I'd love to be able to teach my kids all these things. but mm-hmm. So my oldest, Abigail, she wanted to go into baking and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and we used to do um, every February area, go to different businesses and see what they do, whether mm-hmm. it be a welding business or whether it be a bakery. And so she went into the bakery to do this one-day apprenticeship, basically, right. is what it was. And they offered her a job on the spot. So she was able to work in one of the best bakeries in the state that we lived in at that time. Wow. Um, when she graduated, I, I know a lot of people think, oh, you have to go get a GED with homeschooling or you have to do this. Or, you don't. As long as you're keeping track of your grades, you can put it together in a transcript. You hand that transcript to the college and they accept it. So she went to college for culinary school hmm. and is doing really well. Now, my sons, I have graduated two sons at this point, too. When the one graduated, he could plumb a house and wire a house. Still knows how to do that stuff is working construction right and now. And, man, do they need people that uh, are, are able to do that sort of thing. Right. Because we're not seeing a lot of that. Right. And my other son, he could weld and he can wire a house. And he's wanting to be an electrician. So he just took a class on the weekend. His boss paid for him to, mm-hmm. to go to this class. Wow. And, did all these things for marine electric, marine electrical work or something. You like can almost write your ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can almost write your ticket. How about you, Lindsay? Where, where, where have your, do you, have any of your children graduated? And Yes, I've had two that have graduated and um, one is still trying to figure out what he wants to do. But, you know, that's normal for anybody to kind of right. want to look and figure out their life. I know I did when I was yeah. when I graduated, but how many times do kids say, I want to do this when I go to college and then they right. think about it yeah. and jump around and right. the parents are like, man, you better get this figured out and soon right. because this is costing me a lot of money. Right. Yeah. Well, I wanted to be a marine biologist, but then mother had called yeah. and that, that was my calling, but we need to let our children kind of figure that out for themselves and not push them in one direction. They can be, um, they can look into all kinds of things. I know, you know, Tim Tebow, he was homeschooled and, you know, he's pretty famous now. So yeah. they can pretty much do anything that they would like. And and look at the kind of man he has become right. and the way he has inspired other mm-hmm. people. And, uh, yeah, I know he took a lot of flack when he took a knee at the game, praying and everything mm-hmm. like that, but he didn't do it during the national anthem. So uh, there's a big difference there. Right. And, uh, you know, the kind of person, as I said, that he's turned out to be, and he's a, a, a great speaker, mm-hmm. and he goes around and, he, you know, he, he tells the story and spreads the news, and, and, and he is an incredible human being. And, uh, you know, you don't always see that you don't always get that and no. for somebody who's willing to take what he's learned in his life and turn around and and you know talk about that with other people that's important that's mm-hmm. very important and, and yeah. for people to understand that and and again you know you get to the point where uh you know you mentioned that your daughter is uh, is she a chef where does she yeah she's a, a chef at a local restaurant yeah. very good very nice and then y- your children are doing mm-hmm. i think though with the situation that you're in lindsay where you said your son hasn't really kind of determined what he wants to do yet mm-hmm. he probably has some kind of an idea he does yeah, yeah. he does have um some kind of idea my my daughter the she's my second oldest and she has always wanted to be a mother and she has accomplished that so Mm. i think that as long as we teach them good morals we keep them on track with our savior jesus christ Mm. we you know i think that they're going to accomplish whatever they need do you like having that involvement with him because you get to spend more time with him now i know i know there's going to be days when you know (laughs) 
you got one nerve left and somebody's standing <laughs> on it, right? Right. And so <clears throat> how do you how do you manage that balance between being a mom and then essentially being a teacher as well? How how is that done, Charlene? I I mean, very carefully. <laughs> yeah, we try to encourage parents. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we try to encourage parents and let them know. You know, there are some days you're going to thrive, and there's other days you're just going to survive, and it's okay. And, and you know, we're getting into the winter season, January, February. This is usually burnout time for homeschool mm-hmm. parents. A lot of times, you want to quit. I think every every year around this time, I call the private school and ask them what their tuition is again <laughs> to just see. You know, can we make this happen? Because you're driving me crazy. Um, but reality is, you know, we, I've have, I've graduated three kids at this point. I have mm-hmm. a lot more coming behind, behind yeah. as well. Um, but you know, they're good kids yeah. and that's the other yeah. thing we want to encourage people is, you know, it's not all about academics. It's also about, um, raising up good kids. Instilling the values exactly. and the yeah. morals into yeah. kids that we don't see a lot of. I mean, look at, look at society today. One of the big things that we talk about are single parent homes. And sometimes that's something that happens without, uh, you know, without, uh, what do I want to say here, Uh, without the parents, you know, contributing to that. Other times, you know, we talk about kids growing up without mothers, kids growing up without fathers, uh, and, and some of that can be taken care of, some of it can't, but at the same time, you know, you get to be right there with them as they learn. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine it's kind of nice to see that look in their eyes when something clicks and they get it. And you're like, yeah, that's awesome. And then you can kind of fuel that little fire and watch it grow. And the next thing you know, man, it's like boom, boom, boom. They're on track and they're kind of going in the direction that you want them to go. And, again, we talk about things like socialization. And I know that there are activities out there. Uh, for homeschool kids to get together and participate in sports. And uh, I know they've got cheerleading. I know they've got um, other academic uh, types of programs. Bill Mundhausen over at uh, Key Gathering Place used to host, and I don't know if he still does or not, but he used to host a a group of homeschooling kids, and they would all get together and and learn and do projects and hang out and, and, and do things that regular kids do. Right. So I co-lead a homeschool co-op in Roach, Missouri. Right. It's at Ozark Bethel Chapel. And we have classes like art, music, American history. Um, I've taught a constitution class before. Oh, nice. So we have all of these. That's important. Yeah, I agree. Very important. So we have all these options. Um, there's another homeschool co-op in at uh, First Baptist Church in Camdenton. I think there's a field trip group in Versailles. So there are a lot of options around here. Um, this week we're meeting to start a homeschool athletic program. So we're hoping that Camden County can have their own basketball team and mm-hmm. their own volleyball team and maybe eventually a football team. That's that's the goal. Um, my boys were part of a homeschool football team, and it was a phenomenal experience for them. And the really? coaches were – well, it was, a, it was a Christian-based because the – Where do they play? Uh, when we played, it was in – when we lived in Delaware. However, okay. Springfield has the top homeschool team in the nation. Wow. Yeah. So it's a really good opportunity for these kids. Right. The coaches instill values in them and help them to grow up to be the men right. um, that they become. And so it's just that important. We want to make sure that that happens here. And my son, he wants to help um, coach it. So this is something that's a big heart and desire for him. So we're hoping that we can establish that maybe in a couple of years. So That's amazing. That's really amazing. Now, when people decide that they want to homeschool their children, immediately, what are some of the things? Do you get a lot of phone calls from people like that, by the way? Do they call you and say, Lindsay, I really would like to start homeschooling my children. I'm not happy with what's going on in the local school. What do I need to do? Where do I start? How do I make it happen? I don't 
I haven't had a lot, but I have had some, yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what do you tell them? Uh, Pretty much what I've told you. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and I tell them, I said, well, it does take dedication. Um, Your life will change. Mm -hmm. Um, For the better, though, Um, your children will change for the better. Um, They are with you all the time. They um, see you, and they become more respectful towards you. So I mean, and That's I give be them. Nice. Yeah, it does. It is, and um, and I I lead them in direction of the way that they want to go. If they want to do workbook, I show them all the different workbooks or curriculum that they can use. Mm-hmm. If they want to go online, there's many options of online that I you know I show them. Charlene, what's the most rewarding thing? Now you said that you know you've got two sons and a daughter that have graduated and they're kind of off doing what it is that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Talk about a son that wants to become a coach. And, uh, and are those things that obviously I would say make you proud right? because you know, your kids have jobs, they're making money. They're not calling mom on the phone and saying, Hey, can I borrow a hundred bucks to pay this bill? Or, you know, I'm a little short this week. I need gas to get to work, things like that. But for you, what's been something that's been very, inspiring about deciding to do what uh, what you've chosen to do by homeschooling hmm. i think it still comes back to their character right you know that's honestly the most important thing for me is is whether they're um, acting right living right mm-hmm. um that's probably the most important thing for me yeah yeah and how about you Lindsay? i mean something that is there any particular time when this just you had that warm and fuzzy feeling knowing that i made the right choice um, I get that pretty often, really, especially when I watch the news. It's yeah. a little depressing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And and it seems like what what do we hear in the news all the time about? Well, the test scores aren't you know meeting the numbers, right. or uh, you know the kids are below average in the world against you know all these other countries in math and science mm-hmm. and things like that. And I would think that would almost be a call to action for a lot of parents, mm-hmm. where they would say. Well, you know, if they're not getting it at school, then uh, maybe we can try something at home. Uh, there's so many other questions I want to ask you, and we're here at the bottom of the hour. So we'll take our bottom of the hour break and come back and talk more with uh, Charlene Moore and uh, Lindsay Waltman. And we'll uh, actually open up the phone lines if there's anyone out there listening who has a question or a comment and uh, would like to talk with these ladies. We'll uh, kind of open it up to them a little bit, 573-633-5395. I encourage you to please call after the break. So you don't have to sit there on hold. But uh, we will take the opportunity now to hear from Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com. Also, Chris Schneider with Lake TV and the Check of Sports. It is all a part of our experience here. Learning more about homeschooling. I think this is great. And again, uh, big thanks to uh, Daniel Owsley for uh, pointing these ladies in the right direction and helping me set up this interview. Daniel, I appreciate it very much, sir. So thank you, thank you. And we're back with more on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 3rd. The City of Lake Ozark is set to appoint a new police chief this week. Longtime police chief Gary Launderville announced his retirement just over a month ago. A special meeting is scheduled for this Thursday at 8.30 in the morning. According to city officials, former Lynn Creek Police Chief Jeffrey Christensen will be inducted as the new chief of police for the City of Lake Ozark. 
Eagle Days at Lake of the Ozarks is this Saturday. Get out your coats, hats, and gloves for one of the most popular winter events at Lake of the Ozarks. Amron's Eagle Days is returning for its 24th year here at the lake. More than 2,000 bald eagles are typically, typically reported in Missouri during winter. Now the World Bird Sanctuary will return to Osage National Golf Resort with the Live Eagles program. That begins at 9 in the morning. Dickerson Park Zoo will be at the Encore Lakeside Grill and Sky Bar and there will be two different live bird programs beginning at 9.30. Scopes will be available at the Bagnell Dam River Access and at Wilmore Lodge for eagle viewing. Several other activities also are planned at all the locations. Well, there was hardly a dull moment at Lake of the Ozarks in 2022. From major developments to breaking news, Lake Expo put together a top 10 list of stories readers couldn't get enough of in 2022. Many of those will be unfolding in 2023. To see a list of the top 10, you can go to lakeexpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. What a shocker last night. The big Monday night football battle between the Bills and Bengals had to be postponed in the first quarter when Buffalo 24-year-old safety DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field after making a tackle, had to be taken off the field in an ambulance. He was in critical condition. Hamlin actually got up after he made the tackle and then collapsed down on the field on his back, had received CPR before being taken out on that ambulance. A very shocking situation for everybody involved there. One week left in the NFL regular season. The Chiefs, of course, with a road game in Vegas against the Raiders. They'll play that on Saturday. We've got some college hoops coming up tomorrow. Mizzou 11-1 against top 10 Arkansas. Arkansas, really good season so far. They're 11-2. MSU Bears are 7-7. They'll be busy at home against Evansville tomorrow. We've got a lot of high school hoops uh, tonight. It is 9-2 Camdenton at Lebanon. And uh, 6-4 Osage will play Friday at Stoutland. Uh, 5-6 Eldon will play Friday at Salem. And uh, Versailles at 5-2 and two playing in the Stover Tournament this week. And the next uh, high school basketball game on Lake TV, a week from tonight, next Tuesday, Camdenton at home to Rolla, tip-off right around 7, the COMC pregame show about 10 minutes before tip-off on Lake TV. Again, next Tuesday night, Camdenton at home to Rolla, high school basketball. Some uh, college football bowl games yesterday. Tulane comes from behind to beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. It was Penn State over Utah in the Rose Bowl. 
Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and don't forget about Uncle Chris at the top of the hour. He's got sports and news and trivia for you. He's hilarious. Check him out, Uncle Chris. Top of the hour, almost every hour on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to billm at orioncenter.org. That's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org. And be a part of Ozarks Voices. Do you or a family member or maybe an employee need help? Encompass Purpose is here for you. Encompass Purpose is a nonprofit solution to wellness. You have a true potential to live up to your healthy mind and healthy body, a happier, more successful existence. We work with individuals and employers to do just that. EncompassPurpose.com, 573-286-5625. And also make sure to tune into our radio program right here on 89.3 The Key. This is Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Creation Expo. Pop singer Katy Perry made headlines when she condemned her Christian upbringing, claiming her parents taught her to hate gay people. I don't know whether Katy Perry's claim about her parents is true, but teaching children to follow the Lord is an essential aspect of the gospel. Jesus taught us to disciple the lost, not just tell them the good news and walk away. And discipling is not merely explaining a set of rules. Discipling involves living a God-honoring life of love and grace as an example for your family and friends. The natural outflow of such a life is love and compassion, never hate and condemnation. It's a matter of what believers ought to believe. We're all failures compared to God's moral law, but we still have an obligation to teach God's standards to an unbelieving world. His standard of love and mercy is worthy of our aspiration. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. key. 937, right back here on the Tuesday edition of The Daily Show. Coming up tomorrow on Hour 1, we'll talk it over with Dan Wass, my buddy in upstate New York, the author of the Good Gun, Bad Guy series. He is also the man who heads up the Loaded Bike podcast, which you can hear right here on Key Radio. Also, the good professor, Professor Jim Paisley. He's going to join us tomorrow, and uh, we'll hang out and find out what's on his mind. As a matter of fact, before we get back to our conversation, I saw that uh, he had sent me his notes. Uh, The topic this week, critical theory, not critical thinking or critical race theory, just plain old critical theory. What is it? Uh, Why is it the latest catchphrase? How has it caused liberal students to now turn on not only conservative professors, but also their progressive professors? Have our colleges and universities created a monster that threatens our way of life? 
Tune in tomorrow in the 9 o'clock hour, and you'll hear all about it. Thursday, a very special program. I'm not going to give it away. Mindy Sales is involved, and uh, it's about somebody that uh, is in our community that does a lot of great things and probably won't ever take credit for any of them. We'll be talking with Danny Ellison in the uh, first portion of the 9 o'clock hour, the educated redneck calling in to rant and rave. Uh, Tom Abbott from Ozarks Amphitheater will be in at 940 on Thursday to talk about uh, Ozarks Amphitheater's involvement with a really great cause. The folks over there that are trying desperately to save the swinging uh, bridge in Brumley, the historic swinging bridge in Brumley. We talked with Marlena Hatmaker about that, and that group is uh, looking for support wherever they can find it. Also, um, Friday, Bev Aylin will be on the program from Concerned Women for America of Missouri, and of course, the one and only Dave Maupin will take us on a journey among the dogwoods. Right now, we're talking with Lindsay Waltman and Charlene Moore. These are two ladies who have been homeschooling their children for a while, and uh, we're going to talk about school choice. And both of you were very adamant about uh, making sure that we, we touch on this. And so, school choice, Charlene, why is it so important? So two sessions ago, the legislators passed a school choice bill. It's called the Empowerment Scholarships Account. What it does, and right now it's only for the cities, but what it does is it gives homeschoolers and private schoolers money, student, you know, money following the student. We think that's so good, and you know, they wrap it up in a nice little package for us, put a pretty little bow on it, and it's all good. Right. But what they don't tell you is all the regulations and the restrictions and the strings that come with it. So for homeschoolers, they've added restrictions above and beyond state statutes. So now everyone needs fingerprinted in the house. If you're 18 or older, we need background checks. So, yeah, if you take the money, you got to get some background checks. So hopefully you didn't do anything stupid when you were young. Um, You need to do standardized testing, and it doesn't leave it at standardized. It says standardized or normalized testing. So when Professor Paisley's on here, you know, you're talking about CRT and all these things when, you know, they give out tests that are psyche valves, ultimately. Mm -hmm. So this is all something that you're now subjected to. And you have to have your curriculum approved. So right now we can use whatever curriculum we like, what fits our child the best, which method works the best for our kids. But they want us to approve our curriculum in order to take this money. Now, you can always just not take the money, but this Mm -hmm. is where it's a huge risk, and they're coming after the homeschools and the private schools, and what they're doing is they're taking the government arm and putting it over both of those entities. So we're losing our educational liberty by having school choice. And I would like to um, say that in the homeschool statutes, nobody is allowed to pick your curriculum for you. That is something that the parents do. So they're going above and beyond the homeschool statutes. And homeschool statute says that you can't take money either. Well, right. Here we are. The theory behind that in my mind would be, okay, we're the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. We know best because we're all college-educated people. It is our jobs to make sure that kids are learning certain things. But at the same time, you're allowing all these social experiments to take place in your schools, and you don't mm-hmm. care really much at all about that. Mm-hmm. And so parents are objecting at one point, for one reason or another, to having their kids taught in public schools, private schools, whatever they want to do it themselves. And the government says, hmm, so we want to plant these little seeds in their brains when they're young and start them off thinking a certain way and going in a certain direction. Parents are opposed to this, so they're homeschooling. So... We need to step in and find a way. We need to find the slightest little crack and work our way in there and then take a, a pry bar and wedge that sucker wide open and really insert ourselves into homeschooling. And I've read stories of uh, parents getting visits 
from the schools uh, and, and, and parents being threatened and parents being dragged into court over homeschooling. Now, I don't know how severe that is in the state of Missouri, and I hope there's enough representation in Jefferson City for homeschoolers that you know our legislators understand and realize why people want to do this. I think it's so very important. You know, the education that your child receives should be based on what mom and dad want, mm-hmm. not what somebody else is telling us that they need to have. I mean, like a lot of things, we're continuing to lose control. And here's the problem with this. The problem I see is much like a lot of things where people are just allowing it to happen. They're not mm-hmm. putting up a fight like we need to, because I guess maybe on the homeschooling end of things, there's not a whole lot of parents who homeschool. So they feel like, you know, uh, there's there's more of an opportunity here to shut these people up, shut these people down, as opposed to, you know, uh, you know the, what do they say, the squeaky wheel gets the grease sort of an approach to things. And, and, and I don't understand why that is. Why can't we just live our lives the way we want to live our lives? Why do we always have to have government involvement? Like they know best, and they're always, they're always here to save us anytime there's a problem. Boy, oh, boy. They create the problem because they've already created the solution. Right, and that's the thing. Homeschooling is actually a lot bigger than it used to be. They estimate in Missouri 11 to 20% of all kids are being homeschooled, and then 14% are being private schooled. So we have about a third of all school-age children outside of the public school system. So they can't just let that go. They need to come in there and come after all of them, too. Um, this year, there's been a million dollars put in toward the elections mm-hmm. for school choice votes. So this is what's happening just in Missouri. This is just in Missouri. And so that's the goal this next session. This is what they want to do is expand school choice into some of these more rural areas um, beyond just the cities. And then again, we have government in our private schools where we have government in our homeschools. That's what we can't just, we can't have that. And parents need to understand that when they take this money, they're not homeschoolers anymore. Not by law. No. No. Well, anytime there's government money, Lindsay, you probably know this as well as anyone, there's always strings attached. Yes. There's, there's never anything. It, there's never a free lunch, so to speak. Right. There's always something that uh, comes, and that's that bad aftertaste that that free lunch leaves in your mouth. And that's why you have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly, as is the case with anything else, the government's always here to create a new program to make life easier, to make life better. But it's, they give you just enough string mm-hmm. to hang yourself. And, and, well, and that's essentially, you know, how a lot of this works. Right. And I know for myself and Charlene, we do help with fighting the homeschool um, things like this that mm-hmm. come into it and try to encroach in our, our space. We just want to teach our children we want to have a good life and we want to be left alone. And Julie has been adamant about uh, letting us know that she's listening this morning. She says, uh, by law. A school that takes any government funds is now considered a public school, and you mentioned that. Um, You know, there's a lot of this that goes on each and every day that uh, it's it's like what's nice is the government has the luxury of spending other people's money. Exactly. And so they can basically do whatever they want and wrap it in a nice little legal package and put a bow on it and say, well, here, you know, we want to help you to advance your child's education. We want to give you more resources so that you can teach your kid whatever you want to teach them, while at the same time 
then over here you have to kind of dance to our tune. Well, this is even more nefarious because they didn't even do it through taxpayer money. Oh, really? Well, they did in a way. Yeah. They did a private-public partnership. So these businesses, corporations, they can give money to mm. go into these scholarships, and then they get a tax credit. Not a tax deduction, but an actual tax credit, dollar for dollar, mm. on what they give. So this could be any business in Missouri can give to this. So if Bill and Melissa Gates Foundation decides to come to Missouri, go for it. And you know, Cape Girardeau, what did they just get? The World Economic Forum. Right. So who's to say that those people aren't investing in this school choice program, which then they can have their own rules because the empowerment scholarship organizations that give out the money can make their own rules on top of this. Well, that's what uh, Matthew says government funds. This is this money is our money, and they act like uh, we are their pocketbook. Well, that's very true in a lot of instances. <laughs> as we uh, continue to send money overseas and and come up with all of these uh, various government-based programs that are supposed to save the day. And and essentially, you know, that's what a lot of this is. When we have a problem in this country, as opposed to addressing the problem, we just throw money at it, mm-hmm. and, and there you go. But as I said earlier, that money does not come without strings attached to it. And so uh, you know as well as I do that the, the government, their goal is not to just, you know, make sure everything's happy and wonderful and all is right with the world. They have uh, an agenda. What's up here is, on the surface, is not what's going on underneath. Well, school choice is actually on the UN's Agenda 2030. You get the paperwork, you can read it. It's right Mm -hmm. there. This is what they want. So that should tell you something. (laughs) And and, and therein lies another interesting part of all of this. What about legal representation for parents? And does it cost anything? If so, uh, and, and, and do... Uh, parents who homeschool, are they responsible for any kind of liability insurance? Or I, I, I mean, there's probably other aspects of this that people just really don't take into consideration immediately. Mm-hmm. They want to find out how to get into homeschooling, and then as they go along, certain things pop up, and then they have to deal with it and address those issues. Right. So there are two main, and I'm sure there's smaller organizations too, but there are two main groups that we have that um, have legal representation. It's HSLDA, and they only do the um, homeschool side, and they do work on legislation as well. They watch legislation that's going on around the, the our country, um, but they won't go beyond homeschool. Right. Now, Heritage Defense, they will do homeschool as well as anything else that might pop up. So CPS, um, you know, um, Mostly that, though. Well, well, yeah, but like if you have a dispute with a divorce or something like that, they will help with that as well. Um, but they do not do the the legislation side. One of the other aspects of this that that kind of comes to mind is who is the yardstick in terms of determining whether or not kids are learning at an acceptable rate learning the things that they need to learn, is that basically left up to the parents who are homeschooling? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. There is no government oversight. Right. We are required to do a 1,000 hours of schooling every year with our kids. 600 right. of those have to be in reading, language arts, science, history, math, and then the rest can be in whatever, or you can mm-hmm. have more of those other hours. And how is something like that accounted for? Do you have to turn in something that says, no, I did this? No, you just keep your records. It can be a journal. It right. can be a calendar. It can be whatever you want, and you have to keep... Um, some kind of um what am i trying to say the some of their work you have right. to keep like that in like a portfolio oh in case somebody shows up at mm-hmm. your door knock, but, knock knock but they need to understand that that 
Um, a school cannot ask you for those records. CPS cannot ask you for those records. The only person that can, by law, is the prosecuting attorney. Do schools use means of intimidation in order to get that uh, sort of information from people? They knock on the door, and, and people who are unaware and wouldn't know. We're from the local school. We're just doing, let's say, for example, like uh, somebody that, you haven't heard from in a while and you just want to make sure they're okay. So you call the local sheriff's department to do a wellness check. And so they set it up in that type of a situation where, you know, we're not really concerned about a whole lot. We just, we just want to make sure everything here is, is, is going okay. That's where the legal groups come into yeah. effect. You tell them, thank you for right. your concern. Let me get my homeschool defense on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, my homeschool attorney on the line. And then you go in and you call them and then you hand them the phone. Oh, they very, will talk to them. Very nice. Yes. And so, so then more than likely after you hand them the phone, after the phone calls completed, then they'll walk out of your they house. Usually that just takes care of it right there. See you later. And that's right. not that common. It right. does happen, but it's not that common, right. especially now with more and more people realizing that when kids are at the grocery store with mom and right. they're probably homeschooled. So yeah. it's normalized at this point. Right. Yeah. Are there any other concerns that people need to be aware of as far as homeschooling? And I don't know what any of those would be in terms of, obviously you have an idea of what it is you want to teach your kids um, you know, as far as, you know, lesson plans or however you do things. But what are some of the other areas of concern that maybe a lot of people don't realize until they have been homeschooling for a while or some other areas that they need to concern themselves with? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um, well, that's a good question. Um, I think just a big part is to um, just let, let your chill – your child, if, you know, they're old enough, let them pick what mm-hmm. they want to learn. Right. I think that's a big part of it. Get your child involved. I think people stress out about it and think that their homeschool needs to look like a public school. Right. And right. honestly, it shouldn't it look didn't. anything like your public schools. There are so many different ways to do that. We can sit down and read a story to our kids that's a living history is what they call it. Right. Or they can be learning about history. They could mm-hmm. le- be learning about science just through a book in general or going outside and doing nature studies where you can learn about the plants and the different things like that. So, honestly, our homeschools should look entirely different yeah. than public schools. And they don't it have should to look fit every child. Is the setting like, does it look like a classroom in your house, Lindsay? No. No? We, we, More laid back, just, you know. Yeah. They mainly do it at the kitchen table. Uh-huh. Or a couch or the floor or, you know, whatever. I mean. Is there detention if they act up? (laughs) I think there's groundings. Uh, (laughs) Which is possibly worse than detention. (laughs) And and that's kind of an interesting aspect of this. I mean, uh, every day is not a holiday when it comes to homeschooling. No. And there are days when maybe the kids aren't really feeling like, uh, you know, today is a day I want to goof off. I don't necessarily want to learn. Hey, they're kids. Yeah. And we've all gone through that, whether we've gone to public school, homeschool, wherever. Uh, how, how, let's talk a little bit about, I don't want to necessarily use the word discipline. Okay. But maybe that's the word we need to use in a roundabout way. If you can, if you can figure out another word for it, uh, certainly if you want to put it in the conversation, but how do you keep them on task? I mean, there's, you know, I'm not feeling well today. Or, you know, there's yeah. something on TV I want to watch. Or, you know, I want to play a computer game or this, that, or the other thing. So I think if you start them out homeschooling, yeah. they get into a routine that they already know what they're supposed to do. Oh, okay. Like, I rarely have issues. One of my sons, he's graduated now, but he figured out in one of the math programs that if he only did one question and it answered correctly, <laughs> that he got 100% on it and he'd just go on to the next lesson. And it took me, like, halfway through the year, and I look back and I'm like, 
he's only doing one question and you know had to go back and uh figure out how to cheat the system so it happens everywhere you know public schools home schools wherever well discipline doesn't have to be bad right um there's a lot of redirection when you homeschool moms are good at guilt you know (laughs) my mother god love her you want to do some dishes yeah was was the master of the guilt trip and and i think maybe you could lay it on them uh like that a little bit now if you don't learn you're going to end up you know who knows what you're going to end up doing if you don't take the time to learn i think the beauty of homeschooling is that if they don't feel good then they can take a break right right Right. like with my um i was six year old he's in kindergarten right now you know, boys, they just want to jump and play and run around. And I know with him, I can do so much reading with him. And then we have to stop. Yeah. And then he can go do something else, and we'll bring him back in. And we'll do some math with him. And then he has to stop. And then we can bring him back in. And so he gets those breaks during the day so he can get his little energy out. Because otherwise it just yeah. goes on and on. But, yeah, there's not so much discipline if you can direct their education in a way that suits the child. Now, I did talk to Charlene and Lindsay off the air, and I said, would you be willing to bring – you know, a couple of your kids in, and let's interview them, and uh, we won't ask any questions ahead of time because we're not going to let the moms in on what it is they want to, want to, want to, you know. No, you can't submit any questions, and no, we're not going to let you know any questions that I've got for them ahead of time. And and this is exactly who I was hoping would show up to the uh, conversation today. Professor uh, Paisley says, "Bless these ladies for standing up for their kids. The government should not be setting the standards for what our kids learn." My show tomorrow will talk about the colleges and universities uh, and how they are indoctrinating our youth and turning uh, them loose to create the woke society we see today. And boy, oh boy, if there's ever been an opportunity, uh, I think now would be a great opportunity to see if you can't uh, right the ship as far as how the woke society has taken over. And we did a program. It was kind of an amusing program, and I've got—I still have it sitting next to me, Jim. It is the uh, terms that were come up uh, that, that 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 Stanford University came up with, and uh, it's called the goal of the elimination of harmful language initiative is to eliminate many far- forms of harmful language, including racist, violent, and biased—you uh, know, disability biased, uh, all kinds of different things that we say now. And so I'm just going to open this up just real quick. We've got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, something you can't say anymore is, uh, for example, slave labor, sold down the river, uh, to call a spade a spade, uh, uppity, webmaster, you know, white hat, things like that. And you you, you, you sit around, and, and these things are government-funded. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about it. It's government-funded. And, uh, and, you know, while uh, Jim is on here, I would ask that maybe – uh, something, sir, that you might look into doing is possibly offering up a, an opportunity to come visit with some of these kids and their moms and, and parents that homeschool and tell the story the way you tell it to the listeners here because Jim takes something relevant and takes a look back in history. I don't know if you listen to him at all or not or if you've heard him. He's incredible, and he does a fantastic job, and I think that's really how kids can grasp that concept, taking something you know that's going on today and applying it to something that's already happened, because how many of us can look at something and go, oh, yeah, well, that happened back in 18 or 17 or as the nation was getting its legs under it to become uh, what we are today. But hats off to both of you ladies for taking on the uh, the task, the responsibility of homeschooling your children, and um, you both seem to be pretty happy with where the kids are at right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Thank you. Do you offer any, as I said earlier, any opportunities for people who would like to find out more? Can they come talk to you? Uh, you know, where, yeah. where are some of the places where, and, and even if they just want to come observe, you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah. and just see what it's like. You mentioned that you do some things uh, locally with your church, through your church. Uh, it's not through our church, but um, Ozark Bethel was kind enough to let us use their old church building. And so yeah. we utilize that for our homeschool co-op. But it's called Backroads Homeschool. Uh-huh. Um, you can find it on Facebook. If you just type in Backroads Homeschool Roach, we have a website as well and learn more there. We did a Homeschool 101 at the beginning right. of the year. Um, we'll probably do that every year. Mm-hmm. So that way people can come in and ask questions. Backwoods Homeschool Roach, is that what you said? Backroads. Backroads, back I'm sorry. Backroads back, back Roads. Yeah. Backroads. Uh, Lindsay, are you involved in any groups? or? I'm with Charlene on Backroads Homeschool. Backroads. Backroads back Homeschool Roach. It's a bit of a tongue twister, but I think we'll get it figured out. <laughs> they have a Facebook page. Is there uh, a specific day and time you meet? Do you meet once a week, twice a week, once a month? We meet on Mondays, and it's uh-huh. from 10 to 2.20. We have four different periods of classes, mm-hmm. and we also do a lunch. So we have a cooking class that provides lunch for us. Nice. And so we get to do that, too. So those of us who are have a bazillion kids, and we're right. like, oh, I'm not packing lunches. So we can just pay right. for them that's and go. That's so smart. That's why, that's why you ladies are homeschoolers, because, right. you know, you don't miss an opportunity to teach. Right. right. Oh, by the way, <laughs> you're making lunch today. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different things. Uh, and, and Julie says, and they pour out their lives for their families. And I guess that's very, very true. Um, let's see how much time we have left here in the, uh, in the hour. Not much. We're at uh, 7.59. Uh, but just uh, real quick, do the two of you get some vacation or some breaks yeah. or something yes. like that? Do you? Absolutely. It's a must. We're here, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you're here talking about homeschooling, so I don't necessarily know if that's a break or not. But If people uh, want to learn more about School Choice, so they can follow on Facebook, Missouri Moms Against Common Core, and then mm-hmm. also on Twitter, Local Control Mo. Charlene and Lindsay, thank you so much. We, we just scratched the surface. I'd like to, right. as I said, have you both back. You're listening to 89.3 KEY.